I'm Irene Silber, and I'm going to do something now that will make you uncomfortable. The silence was a bit unnerving, no? But being quiet or being still is one of the keys to effective leadership, according to executive coach Joe Kwan. You know, like Olympic swimming, when they jump into the pool and they're like on the blocks, mm -hmm. right? They, you know, they, they shake out and then they grab onto the block and they are perfectly still until what? Until it's time to go. No one would accuse them of being slow and not high performance, but it's by being still that they're able to activate the highest level of performance. Joe Kwan calls himself the Connection Counselor, and he has written a book on how to unlock your executive presence. He says there are six degrees of presence. One of those degrees is stillness. And that was the focus of a recent Vanguard Dialogue. Kwan talked with former public TV journalist, Ken Stone. Uh, Joe, I wanna ask you about the title of your book, uh, Unlock Your Executive Presence feel like a boss and it's that yeah. word feel that yeah. sort of jumped out to me as opposed to why not act like a boss oh or, you you, or, you or, caught that ken very astute <laughs> so um the whole basis of the way i view executive presence and, and the way i teach it to to professionals is executive presence is not an action you can't act your way into executive presence and an example um i like to give the difference between sort of feeling versus doing. I can say, you can give me a script to say to you, Ken, right? Let's say I want to apologize to you because I did something wrong. Maybe I slapped you at the, at the Oscars, right? And, and you can, your pub, my publicist can draft a beautifully worded, all the right psychological concepts, right? And then I can say, Ken, I'm really sorry I hit you. I shouldn't have done it. It was wrong right? Or I can maybe not, I can do it impromptu and not have um, anything scripted, but I can be so sincere. And I say, Ken, I, I was so mortified by my behavior. There's no excuse. I, I hope there's a way you can forgive me and we can move past this. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this right, because our relationship is so important to the running of this team. And you mean a lot to me. And you know, so it's just an example to show that the feeling behind the things that you do guides people's perception and how it lands on them. And nowhere is it more important than executive presence, right? You know, I'm not going to tell you to, to power pose or to uh, have a checklist of, of where you sit and secret handshakes. None of that matters if you actually don't have the, the, the confidence and the feeling of you are there to lead, you are there to figure things out. Okay, so let's go through the six degrees. Let me just, um, right before we do that, let me just go through the, the definition. We'll jump right to the six degrees. So um, executive presence at its core, it's a very simple definition, but it's not easy to execute. Um, and this ties into the six degrees. So all it is, it's the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. How you arrive, your presence, your state of being, does that inspire confidence? And that state of being flows through to all the actions you do, they're, they're intertwined. You can't really separate them out. And that's why 
um, I came up with the six degrees of uh, executive presence to highlight some of these. Now, it's not a complete list. Um, there are more other states of being that, that would help you lead better. And you, no one's going to have all six at once either. So you need to bring the one that's most helpful for um, the given scenario. And uh, I'll show you the six degrees. They're proactive, right? You're, you're not waiting to respond. You're, you're proactive. Resolute. And resolute's really interesting, right? With the, with, with the firing of a good friend, right? So imagine that. You're, you're, you're in a room. You have to fire a good friend. The friend starts guilt tripping you, crying, talking about their kids' college tuition, right? Do you have the executive presence? Do people have confidence in you and the leader that you're not going to be swayed by that, that you're going to do the right thing, which you've already decided, the organization has already decided is the right thing to do? Are you going to be resolute? Um, equanimities, uh, another one. Are you cool under pressure, right? Are, are you the type of person who is like, everyone go away. I, 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 you can't ask me any questions right now. I need to figure this out. Or are you able to just sort of be calm and people look at you and they're like, wow, there's this crazy stuff going on. Like, how are they so, you know, confident and calm that they're going to be able to handle this? And that is a buoy. I can never say that right. Buoy, buoy <laughs> is a buoy for other people, right? It helps keep them afloat. Um, stillness, which is what we're going to dive into um, a little bit more today, is that sense of you don't always have to be doing something. Being engaged, um, that's something that I think all of you experience as leaders. Like we've all worked for someone who's kind of checked out and they say all the right things and they show up once a quarter or once a year, but they really don't care, right? And, and they're really not listening. So you could come to them with a problem and they'd be like, sure, sure, Ken, I'm going to take care of it. And then nothing happens, right? So after that happens once or twice, it's like um, Charlie Brown and, and Lucy with like the football. You're not going to go to kick the football anymore. You're not going to try to, you know, make a difference with that particular leader because you know they're not engaged. It, it's not going to register with them. Um, and the final one is uh, confidence, which is if you're not confident in your ability to lead, it becomes very difficult, not impossible, but highly unlikely that anyone else would be confident uh, in your ability to lead because that just kind of bleeds through in your demeanor and your presence um, in, in everything you do. What, what is, what's the difference between stillness and indecisiveness? And, and in particular, how it's seen, right? You may think you're being still, other people may think you're being indecisive. How do you, how do you manage that? The stillness isn't necessarily meaning like every time someone asks you a question, you take five minutes, right? That, that's not what it's intended to communicate. It's intended to communicate that you take the time that is appropriate and that you need until it's time to act, mm -hmm. right? So like, I kind of think of it like a metaphor I like to give is um, like, a, like, a, like someone in like, you know, like Olympic swimming when they jump into the pool and they're like on the blocks. Mm -hmm right? They, you know, they, they shake out and then they grab onto the block and they are perfectly still until what? Until it's time to go. No one would accuse them of being slow and not high performance, but it's by being still that they're able to activate the highest level of performance. And I feel it's the same way, you know, in leadership and relationship type decisions. Something I want to share with folks, and, and I stole this from someone, it's not something I came up with myself, but the letters 
in silent, if you rearrange them, they spell listen. I have this problem, love to talk, right? But when I'm talking, I'm not hearing what you're saying because one, you're not saying it. And two, even if you were like, even if I'm talking like internal monologue, right? Like, like how am I gonna answer Marianne? What's, how am I gonna make her impressed and say something smart, right? I'm not hearing the gems that may be coming out of your mouth because I'm so busy trying to formulate in the background. So it's also stillness of, of yourself, right? To still yourself. You can practice it right now. As I'm talking, I want you to repeat in your mind the words that I'm saying. Don't think about anything else. Just say in your mind exactly what Joe is saying, and you'll get the full register of what I'm saying, and you won't have the space to think about anything else because you're too busy tracking my words. It's a real easy way to do it. Stillness, it's not like all the principles, they're not meant to be like an absolute rule, like every time you have to be still, right? There's a time where the stillness is going to help, and there's a time where you need to get into action right away, right? It's, it's driven by the scenario. What is required in that scenario? What does your team need? What does the company need for you to do to lead, to help others get to the right place? I, I want to ask you uh, about charisma, because that's mm -hmm. something I don't think anybody has mentioned that word yet. And yet when we talk about great leaders, you know, oh, she's got charisma, he's got charisma. Um, so, and charisma is sort of innate, or at least that's what we're led to believe, as opposed to executive presence, which you can learn. So could you talk a little bit about the difference between, is there a difference between the two? Yeah, there is definitely a difference. Um, the similarity is they're both interpersonal, right? When, I, when you say, um, when, when we say Ken has charisma, it's not something he carries around in his pocket, right? It's something generated between him and each of us individually. And executive presence is similar in that way. So where the two start to diverge um, is executive presence is more about a goal and accomplishing what needs to happen about leading others to a certain result. And, you know, executive, what, what is an executive? An executive comes from the term exequit, which means to carry out, right? So you're an executive because you carry things out, you get things done. That's why you have the role, right? So that's why executive presence, it's about, do you have the presence to help get things done? Now, charisma, to distinguish, and I use a definition for charisma um, as well, a separate uh, book on charisma is the ability to sense and deliver. So you sense it and you actually have to deliver exactly what is needed from an emotional perspective in a given moment, right? So let's say um, Ian is feeling kind of uh, down for whatever reason. And, you know, I come over and we talk and I just make him feel more down or I make him feel silly for feeling down. Oh, yeah, and you have such a great life. Stop complaining, right? Not charismatic, right? But if I'm able to connect with that and sense like, wow, he feels really down. I think he doesn't want to be down or maybe he does. Maybe he just wants someone to be there with him and understand that he's down. And I'm able to sit in that space and, and deliver that what he needs, then he's going to invite me over the next time and the next time and want to spend more time with me. That's, that's charisma. Now, you know, Marianne, she may be riding high. She's just 
closed a big deal or got a new role. I come over and she's all happy. I start complaining about my life, right? And saying, oh, it's great for you, but look what happened to me. I'm having all these problems. And I just bring her down, right? She, she, she really needs someone to celebrate with her and to, to, to share the joy of this great milestone, right? But I don't sense that because I'm too obsessed with, with my own thing. Right? So it's not a particular skill, charisma. It's not a certain thing that you do, like, like telling jokes or you know, being a DJ or you know, being really, really good looking or whatever. It's, it's about, do you sense what that person needs emotionally and are you able to, to help them get that? And if you can do that, you're gonna get invited to more parties, more projects, more dates, whatever, <laughs> right? That's, that's charisma. That was executive coach Joe Kwan talking with Ken Stone about the six degrees of executive presence. Podcasts like this are just one of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silber. Thanks for listening.